Steel Curtain Network. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, one of the three co-hosts of the Steelers Preview Podcast. We welcome you to an actual preview podcast where we are previewing the Pittsburgh Steelers Friday night going up against Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Joining me on this wild ride, Dave Schofield. What's up, Dave? It has been seven months since we did a Steelers preview show previewing the Steelers. <laughs> seven months. Holy cow. That is, is it seven months? Yeah. That's crazy. That's insane. Brian Davis joins the show. What's up, Brian? We're not talking about practice. No. <laughs> Today. <laughs> We're not talking about practice. Someone will say it's like a practice game. Okay, whatever. It it does not matter. It's so exciting because for me, you know, this is seeing the guys that we've talked about that we know nothing about. These are, I mean, it's not about TJ Watt. It's not about, it's really not about Kenny Pickett. It's, it's about other guys that we need to know more about. And we, we know who these guys are the 89th and 90th man on the roster are because we talk about it here. So this is going to be really exciting to actually see how this, how the soup is about to be made. All right. Well, let's not put the cart before the horse. Uh, (laughs) We are going to talk about what to expect, what we're looking for. I do want to remind everyone that's listening to this podcast as a part of the preview. I do want to mention that this game is at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is not nationally televised. This is a game that is only on NFL+. Plus. Uh, you can buy that like I do for one month. It's $6.99 for a month. And, uh, really? Able, yeah. They I thought I up. saw a $4.99 special at one point. It got bumped up. They bumped Did it up it? to $7 a month. You think you pay... For a whole I, that year. might have been a promotional for Maybe. just a day or two. Right, man. Yeah. I'm only paying for a month. I'm going to watch all the preseason. I'm going to cancel it. But uh, you can do the same thing. And so mm-hmm. you sign up for NFL Plus. You can watch all of them live. The NFL Network will show all of the games in their entirety at some point. But I think it's Friday morning. Oh, for is the Steelers. It? Which makes sense because there's two games tonight, Thursday night. There's a game at Saturday Not Friday morning. Sorry, Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Yeah. So like Friday. The Friday that would be a neat trick. Eight, there's four or five games on Friday. Yeah. And so they'll probably try to just run those through straight after. The Steelers don't have any primetime preseason games this year, which is interesting, uh, which I'm fine with, actually, especially if they're on the NFL Network because the NFL Network always cuts away, and that drives me nuts. So Wilson Pava, was he going? Yeah. Wow. Nice. He's going to be in section 137 row B right behind the Steelers bench. So freaking hyped. Uh, as a guy that used to go to preseason games in Washington, D.C., when the Redskins would host the Steelers almost every year, my brother's company would give him the Diego Dream seats, which are right on the field. It's really cool. Like, I don't care if it's a preseason game. There's some games Ben never even dressed, but you just see him there. It's just, you, so how many times are you going to get that close to the field? It's pretty cool. But, uh, all right, let's get this show on the road. Let's talk about the previewing of this game. I want to ask you all individually, what do you view as success outside of injuries? Let, let's just get that out of the way. Like we're talking about everyone. We want everyone to be healthy. We don't want anyone to suffer any type of uh, serious injury, but let's talk about what you deem. Let's talk about offense first. How do you view offensive success across the board in an exhibition game? Dave, we'll start with you. Offensive success. You're a numbers guy. I figured you'd go. Oh, that. yeah. I mean, I kind of outlined some of this stuff for Stat Geek this morning. I, I laid out 10 numbers I want to see. And I wasn't, 
I let's just say I wasn't overly ambitious, but I wasn't just one. I, I wanted it to be successful. When when it really comes I, to the offense, I think it's about efficiency. It's about sustaining drives. Um, I'd love to see some chunk plays in there, meaning uh, plays that gain 15 yards or more. Um, not that it has to be every play, but at times where you can rip off some of the some of those, and you want to have success in the red zone. So with the offense, it's it's really, I'd love to say putting up a bunch of points, but it, it's it's really about showing that you can, showing consistency, even even uh, play in and play out throughout a drive. Good stuff, Brian. What about you? Offensive success in Week One of the NFL preseason. What does that look like to you? Each quarterback getting at least a touchdown or scoring drive, you know, putting together points. Now, when I say scoring drive, I don't want five field goals. I mean, you got to see at least two touchdowns in this game from the Steelers offense, Uh, at least two. You know, you'd like to see more. And, you know, you're going to see uh, some scoring, but usually in these games, they start off pretty slow. Preseason games seem to start off with field goals and uh, you know things like that and more defensive stops. But you just don't want to see three and outs. You just really – and you want to look at individual players and say, okay, yeah, we've got something to work with. And like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Boy, that guy's not good. And especially with the offensive line, you don't want to see a quarterback getting buried early. You don't want to see – two yards in a cloud of dust you uh, you just don't or or negative negative two yards you don't you just want to see them actually moving the needle at every point even though if it ends in a punt that's fine but you you want to see the look of good football and you want to you want to see the start of something because you know it's going to be here you need week two to be here and week three to be here and ready to start and so it's kind of solid going into week one. You, you both give great answers. My answer is even simpler than both of what you all said. I want to see them run it down their freaking throat. <laughs> Repeatedly <laughs> run it down their well, freaking throat. That that kind, that kind of goes with what Rich was saying on the Scobro show is control the line of scrimmage. Yes. Both sides of the ball. Control the line of scrimmage. But on offense, I mean, everyone's talked about the additions on on the offensive line, whether it's Darnell Washington at tight end, where you see these reports like from Nick Faribaugh of Steelers now, who uh, is also part of Fans First Sports Network by proxy on the Steelers afternoon drive. You can check him out there with Alan Saunders sometimes. And he talks Zachary about Dar- Smith is there too. Yes, Zachary Smith. Darnell Washington completely shuts down the entire left side. Run it down their freaking throats, outside zone, inside zone. I, if Kenny Pickett throws the ball three times and has three completions for 35 yards, hey, good job, guys. Get off the field. They drove it down the field. I don't care if you end in a field goal, if they're running the ball well between Najee Harris. I, I actually don't want Najee to play. Jalen Warren, any of the running backs on the roster, run it down their freaking throat. That's what I want to see in week one. Um, I, that, that's what everyone wants to see, I think. They, they want to see a dominant running game. That's what Matt Canada is supposed to do when he has the horses. Now let's talk about individual players. Now, Dave, is there anyone in particular? Because like Brian said early on in the in this podcast, this is when you get to see those players that you're hopefully not going to see a ton of this season. If you do, it's it's things have gone bad. Like something yeah. has gone bad if you're seeing some of these guys. Are there any players 
that you're like, I really want to see on offense, mind you, what this guy can do. Who would that be? I'm going to make Brian's day. I'm going to say, I want to see. (laughs) Number 21. I want to see Hakeem Butler because so much out of camp is he's not catching the ball. He doesn't know what he's doing. Those kinds of, those kinds of reports. I'm in, I want to see him to just either confirm or show that we were talking about practice and that he's going to come out and and show something. I think that's intriguing. I I still think he's, he, he's, Still a long shot to make the roster because they have so much there. But to me, the reason I, I, I bring up a player like that is, I mean, who would I really like to see? I'd love to see some George Pickens. I don't know how much George Pickens is going to be in the field. I don't really want to be disappointed that George Pickens isn't out there very much. You know, I, re- I really, really, honestly, out of all the receivers who I would like to see the most, it, it's a tie between Allen Robinson and Calvin Austin third. That's who I'd like to see. Sorry, but I thought you might go a different position. I thought oh, you're going with like eight guys, eighteen guys. So sorry, and I'm just going to mention every player on the offense because I got to go first. No, but but not all the time. Not all the time. Um, but right. no, th- those are the guys. But I, the reason I'm not looking forward for them as much is I don't know how much we're going to see the other the other ones that I mentioned. So those were the ones I would really look forward to. That's the ones for the for the for the game, whether it's the second game or the third game, where you're going to see the starters the most that I'll look more forward to. But for now, in a, in a game like this one, someone like a Hakeem Butler or someone that I would like to see. Um, because that's someone that could really come on and push for a roster spot or just be a, yep, now we see why he didn't stick in the NFL. Hey, and before I throw it over to Brian and get his take, Hakeem Butler has to be pretty happy being with the Steelers and the fact that let's say he is not out there until it's the third string quarterback. He's it's still, still, it's still a guy that has experience <laughs> in the NFL. You know, it's it's yeah. one of those situations where you're like, well, you're not, you don't have some no name schmuck throwing you the football. I mean, Mason Rudolph, he's not elite, but he's, he's got experience and he can deliver a good deep ball. Ask George Pickens last year against Seattle. It was Mason Rudolph that threw him that pass that he caught in the corner of the end zone in Akershore that set everything on fire. So something to think about there, Brian, you kind of were grimacing when Dave was going through his laundry list of players. Was there a player in particular that he named you were looking forward to Alan Robinson? Yeah. I thought okay. I was going to be, uh, you oh. know, I thought I, I, thought, I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I thought I was going to be take surprising the for you. Yeah. with with Allen Robinson. Uh, you know, here's a guy, Jordan Bird. I want to see what he can do. Mm. I I think he's interesting. I well, I know we're not going to get to see Alfonso Graham because he's hurt and he's on injured reserve, and that's a guy, another guy that I was looking forward to seeing. Uh, you know, I want to see Connor Hayward. I really yeah. think he's an interesting player, and. And I, I know, uh, you know, we still don't know what his position is. You know, he, the guy has two different positions. I, I want to see how they employ him. And, of course, I want to see Broderick Jones. I, I expect to see Broderick Jones. And I know he can, uh, you know, you keep getting different things about Broderick Jones. He's not ready. He's not ready. And then it's like, nah, he's pushing for playing time now. There, you might even even be seeing him week one, and these this is just what I'm hearing, not what Brian's saying. Uh, you know, so they say, look, still monster run blocker, 
So yeah. I definitely want to see that. I want to see how how the Steelers could run the ball, but I also want to see if he could pass protect because that's where they say that uh, that he's a might be a liability to start, not completely, but to start. So you know, I want to see these guys, and of course, I want to see Darnell Washington. I I think everybody's enamored. Yes. With this guy. Sorry, Jeff, he's naming everybody else. Doing the same thing. You you make fun of Dave, and you do the same thing. I want to see this guy and this guy and this and one guy. Like, one guy. Yeah, you're you're right, and I I did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I got I got in trouble for giving three, and then Brian gave five. Three. <laughs> You gave like 19. I said, I no, I said Butler. I said, I said, well, I guess I threw Pickens in there. I said that didn't count. Then I said Allen and I said CA3. But go ahead, Jeff. I want to hear what Jeff has to say. My mind ties in with what I said was success on offense. I want to see them dogs. Like, I want to see the Georgia Bulldogs out there together. Mm -hmm. Let me see Darnell Washington next to Broderick Jones run, run the ball right behind him. And you don't need Kendrick Green. Just let those two <laughs> pave the way. I, I, for me, it's the number one pick. Like that's the guy. If I'm picking one guy, because this is a game, like you all said, it's not expected that he's going to start in week one. So this is our chance to really get to see Broderick Jones play a lot. I think he's going to play a lot. You look at Darnell Washington and some of the other rookies in this draft class, they're going to see the field more than Broderick Jones. will. So this is where I want to see the number one guy. Let me see Broderick Jones. I want to see what he does. Well, I want to see where he struggles. You know, I want to see, is, is he struggling with, with speed rushers? Is he struggling with a bull rush, you know? And you're right, Brian. There's a bunch of different reports out there about Broderick Jones. Some say that he's more ready than people think. Some people say that he's struggling. Uh, no one says anything about his run blocking. That's always the yeah. <laughs> see, forte, you know? And, and that's what I was going to say. I, I think the reason you're getting conflicting reports is that whether he's ready or not, a lot of times might be whether they're looking at a run or a pass play. Because yeah. I'm telling you, as a run blocker, everything that I've heard is he is ready to go and maybe one of the best the best they have. Yeah. But people were complaining about Alex Highsmith, you know, making a great move on Dan Moore Jr. Like, oh, if only we had a first round pick to, to actually play that position to block Highsmith. And in the exact same drill, minutes later, Broderick Jones gets owned by the last guy on the depth chart. Yeah. So I'm like, you're complaining about Dan Moore not, you know, not going up against a 14 and a half sack guy from last year, but Broderick Jones is having the same struggle against a guy that's probably going to be selling insurance in a month. So, yeah. Something, something to take away from this for those that are listening. If you ever once said, and let's say, let me preface this with, you follow the team 365 days a year like we do. If you follow this team as closely as we do, then there's never a game preseason or otherwise that you say there's nothing to watch. Yeah. There is, there is plenty to watch. And we're just talking about the offense. We haven't even gone to the defense. We're getting oh, ready to do that right now. I mean, but the offense, there's so many really interesting factors and wrinkles in the depth. And if, I, I saw uh, someone in the live chat. I'm trying to think who it was. Um, I think it was Afton. Yeah, she said, I should see Nate Herbig. Nate Herbig has been getting really good reviews yeah. at left guard. I don't think Isaac Samalo is going to play a ton. So you'll probably see a lot of Nate Herbig. Uh, let's see what this guy can do. That's what I love about these early games is you do get a good glimpse of this depth. Now let's go to the defensive side of the ball now. Same question, same options, not players yet. That's the second part. First part is how do you view success defensively here in the preseason week one? Dave, go ahead. Well, what I said this morning on Stat Geek, which you can go back and listen to, 
is when when it comes to surrendering points, I'm more concerned. I just kind of cut it off at the first half because that's more of the more of the guys that you think are going to be on the roster rather than in the second half. I expect to see more guys that are trying to make the roster, um, you know, or land with the practice squad. So in the first half, I said, I want to see no more than 10 points surrendered in the first half. Now in the second half, I would love to see that as well. But at the same time, that's that's a situation where can an offense take advantage of a miscommunication or or some kind of breakdown? Because all it takes on defense is one play of screwing up one thing and you could be giving up a touchdown. You have to maintain it play after play after play. So I don't have lofty expectations of either quote unquote winning the game or not giving up points in the second half. I want to see the Steelers get after the quarterback. I want to see that the reason that we hear about the Steelers, you know, in seven shots and and in 11 on 11 and everything that, that, oh, they, they, they completed this play, but it probably would have been a sack in a real game that we keep hearing that. I don't want it to be because of the offensive line of the Steelers. I want it to be because of the defense of the Steelers. And I want to see them going up against other offensive linemen, not their own guys. Like Coach Tomlin talked about playing complimentary football. This is the first chance they can do it because they're not playing against each other. So I want to see this pass rush. I want to see sacks, but I want to see pressure. I want to see pressure. I just, I want to see that what we've seen in camp is because the defense is what it is, not because any any shortcomings of the Steelers' offense. No, well said. Brian, what about you? Defensive success, what does it look like? Yeah, they're going to give up some points, but you know, I like what Dave is saying about getting after the quarterback. I just not, – not giving up huge plays. Not just – and these long sustained drives when they are just uh, huffing and puffing off of the field. So defensive success means hanging in there and showing, uh, you know, showing promise. Yeah. Yeah. For me, let's say I was going to say harass the quarterback is great. Stopping the run, but ultimately I want to see them tackle. Well, like this is your first time tackling someone not in a black and gold Jersey there were some really bad reports about Joey Porter jr. In the open field tackling drill, they ran where it's a one-on-one it's a tough drill for a cornerback. I'm not going to lie, but at the same time, he, he struggled a little bit. So I'd love to see the young guy get out there and, and really kind of, I don't know. Hey, I might not be able to do it in a drill where it's all set up, but in a real live game, I'm going to make that play. That's what I want to see. So I want to see these guys go out there and make the routine plays routinely as Mike Tomlin would say. All right. Now, Dave, <laughs> Any specific player that you're looking for on defense, or maybe what well, let's just say a couple so that we can just all okay. be, we can all breathe easy and just okay. list off our our Christmas list of players we want to watch. Go ahead. How, how many am I allowed to give? Am I allowed to give one, <laughs> two, or three? Brian, what's the number? Two or three? You'd have three. I'm only doing okay. one. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. I'm gonna give you two players I want to really see in what I would say the first series, because I don't know that they would play beyond that, you know. So looking at your starters, I want to see Alex Highsmith because of, you know, he's just, the reports are, he's just been a beast out there at camp. I off that, off the new contract, off 14 and a half sacks. I want to see him go out there and make some noise. Also, I want to see a healthy Larry O 
in that first unit. So that's the stuff I want to see first unit. When you're talking depth and as they go, give me give, give me some little Nicky. Give me the little brother. Give me Herbig. Mm-hmm. I want to see what, what he's going to do. I think he's going to get a lot of playing time. Yeah, hopefully. What about you, Brian? You only have one? Of course, I want to see Porter, but that's not the guy. I mean, <laughs> that's not, I'm only giving you one. Keanu Benton. That's yeah. I'm in love with the dancing bear, Keanu Benton. And I, I really think that he can be special. I think all these guys can be special. Um, the one guy I really want to see is Corey Trice, but he might be, a, he's going to be in a hoodie on, unfortunately, if he is there, yeah, you know, I'm bummed. Cause that's the guy that I was uh, hitching my wagon to early on as well. But I think Keanu, and you know what? I will throw in another one because Keanu and Isaiah Loudermilk is getting a lot of play right now too. And I think this is Isaiah's last gasp. You know, being year three, I, I kind of think this this is. Uh, I'm not you saying get off the pot. <laughs> yeah, I I really think this is uh, time to shine. Yeah, and if not, then then they're going to continue to look elsewhere because that is getting stacked. That defensive line has a lot has more talent than it has in a long time. Yeah, young talent and veteran talent. I I'm looking forward to watching the inside linebackers. Um, and you know, they're going to play uh, how much they play. We don't know. They don't have a ton on their roster, so they're going to have to play. Mark Robinson is a guy that's really intriguing to me. Um, you know, you, you hear from someone like coach KT Smith, who was at camp with, it was a non padded practice. He said that Mark Robinson is he's, he's super athletic, but he, he you just don't know what he looks like necessarily with pads. And Jeremy Jerome Betts goes and, he was there last week in a padded practice. He said, I think Mark Robinson could be really, really good. He's still developing and it's still a work in progress. I just want to see what he has. I want to see how different is he this year from last year. I want to see how Cole Holcomb looks, Landon Roberts, Quan Alexander. I really want to see that inside linebacker room because I think that's just a very important part of this defense. And, you know, they've added all these pieces. They completely revamped the room outside of Robinson. I want to see how they look. So that's where I'm headed in that's that direction. One. Yeah. All right, let's get this uh, tip here. Brian, were you going to say something? I was going to say something about Mark Robinson, and sure. I'm actually going to steal something that happened on Fans First Sports Network uh, from a guest on one of our shows, and it was actually Mark Madden on the Tim Ben Show. And when Mark Madden said, you know, the thing about Mark Robinson is they keep on bringing in other linebackers, and this was right after they signed Quan Alexander. You know, they're bringing, they bring in Quan and they bring in the Landon Roberts. And then of course, Cole Holcomb. And it just makes you wonder, they keep pushing this guy back and putting guys ahead of him. It, it kind of, when he said that, it kind of made me think, it's like, yeah, they don't think he's ready yet. It's not that they're, they're, uh, they're marking him with a scarlet CNP cannot play, but is it's almost like, you know, they they just don't really see him much more than the seventh round pick that he was. Not well, seventh round pick that now only has two years of playing linebacker. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. There, there's no, no read. If Mark Robinson's not ready, there is nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. But it takes a, I mean, yeah. Like Isaiah Loudermilk, it's going to take, I mean, yeah. You you got to get you got to be ready a lot sooner than three years. I think I think the question with Mark Robinson is if he will get there, not when. 
Like, I don't yeah. think anyone in their right mind would say, oh, yeah, you know that guy that was a running back and then played one year at linebacker at Ole Miss and got drafted in the seventh round? Yeah, he'll be good in in, in year three. I, if the Steelers were smart, they're like, this guy might take an entire rookie contract until we can trust him on the field. Like, and in every down situation. So, I, I see what you're saying, and it's Mark Madden's not wrong when he says, why do they keep bringing these guys in? Well, the reason why, though, is because I don't think they're sold that this guy could be that type of guy, uh, but we'll see. That's why I want to watch him, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, let's get this tip here. Uh, Tom Muir, or Tom Plays Games, gives us $10. said, going to Latrobe on Sunday with my son for the first time. The game will likely dictate the type of practice. I'd love to see pads and the vets. But that means we crap the bed. Very conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> what a great analysis. But it's true. It's yes. right. Yeah. Because when you look at Tomlin's MO, it's they play a game on Friday night. They're going to travel back. They'll probably travel back Friday. Friday Saturday's night. an off day. And then Sunday. Before an off day. Well, yeah, but that might mean they might have some pads on. It might just yeah. not be a super physical practice. Uh, I never would have thought that Jeremy Jerome Betts would have seen a padded practice the day after Friday night lights. He got lucky, I think because mm -hmm. Mike Tomlin wasn't at the Friday night practice. Cause he was in Canton, Ohio, putting the jacket on Rondé Barber and he wasn't the one they didn't even do backs on backers on Friday night lights. That's because Mike Tomlin wasn't there, but Dave, you're the guy you look at the schedule. Do you think uh, Tom will see a padded practice or not? I, I hate to say it, but probably not. But that's the one thing about preseason is, is you think, wow, do you really think that that two days after a game, the guys would be out there in pads for practice? They would never do that during the regular season. But they're also not playing a full game because they have so many players and they are trying to play most of, if not all of their players. So I would, if I had to bet on it, I would say no, but I'm not putting it, I'm not putting it in the, in the 90% range. Okay. What about you, Brian? What do you think? It, it depends uh, how happy hour at the beehive goes on Saturday night. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I would say if you're going next week on Tuesday and Wednesday, those are padded practices. So something else to consider is that the week two game against the Buffalo Bills at home is on the 19th, which but, is a Saturday. Yep. So there's an extra day of work in there. So yes. keep that in mind as well. Tom, I hope you get to see a padded practice. Either way, I think you and your son will have a lot of fun uh, nonetheless, because, well, everyone that goes to camp never leaves and says, boy, that sucked, unless it was like a rain out or something yeah. like that. They all come <laughs> back saying, that was so great and all this. So. Enjoy it. Let us know how it went for sure. Uh, any other final thoughts about this upcoming game that we didn't touch on? Dave, I'm sure you want to talk about like the punting battle, uh, but is there any other facets of this game that you want to focus on or maybe bring to the attention of the fan base ahead of the game? Well, I would like to see Calvin Austin the third returning kicks. Yeah. Well, remember last year he got hurt the 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 closed practice before the first preseason game. We were expecting to see him in that first preseason game yep. because it was a closed practice. We didn't even know he got hurt. We were just surprised. Wait, he's not dressing. He's not playing. What's going on? And then the report started to come out that something happened um, in the closed practice. So I hope he made it through there. I already saw some. I didn't break them down to see exactly who the players were, but the Steelers getting on the plane and traveling to who cares? Um, 
um, to, to play this game because honestly, this is nameless gray faces they're going against. I do not care that who the Steelers are playing. I know people are like, oh, they're playing, the, oh, they're Baker Mayfield. Oh, that's true. It's always fun to beat up on Baker Mayfield, but really the first preseason game, it does not matter who you are playing. It really doesn't. So I would like to see him return some kicks. I hope they don't kick do, I hope all the kickoffs don't go through the end zone. I'd like to see him get one of those and uh, would like to see him get a lot of punt returns because I'd like to see the Steelers force a lot of punts. Yeah. I'm okay if neither punter gets to kick the ball at all. I'm okay with that. Baker Mayfield sucks. I'm going to say that right <laughs> off the bat. Just, I have to. I mean, you, ha- you have to because he does suck. Uh, <laughs> but uh, other than that, I mean, you bring up a good point about Calvin Austin last year at this time. You know, we were getting ready to see it and then, they get basically got shut down. Brian, what about you? Anything else that you're uh, intrigued about in this upcoming game? You know, it's just uh, every single matchup because we've talked about matchups for a long time. When I talk about matchups, we're talking not about it's not the Steelers versus the uh, nameless Grays, like uh, like Dave says. It's it's about those position battles, and we talk about those position battles all the time. It's uh, I'm going to use a Mike Tomlin term here. It's about the division of labor here. And I'd like to see how that is divided up. I, you know, we talked about the guys. I listed the 7,000 guys that I want to see play. And so I, I, I will, um, I will apologize to Dave for saying that because that was, that was a Brian move. And I, I get it. No, no, um, no. I, I loved it. Yeah. So apologize to Jeff. You took all his answers. It's okay. It's all right. but, um, but, you know, I, I, I just, I'm used to it. I, I just <laughs> no. It's easy for me to say. You know, I'm glad they're back, but we are so blessed to be in this position because we have to know that number seventy four is Spencer Anderson. You, you know what I mean? We yeah. or whatever his number is. We have to know who these guys are, and we're going to pay special attention to these guys because we've talked about them so long. Yeah, and if you no, don't know, know what their numbers no, are, hold on. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. So my my biggest thing in, in the intrigue here is that the stupid streaming service doesn't have me three minutes behind live game. Like that's what really pisses me <laughs> off. Uh, so fix it, NFL, and fix it, YouTube TV, before we get there. But two, if you're like me and you're watching the fourth quarter and you see a big hit and you're thinking, who the hell was that? Uh, we will have you covered, right, Dave? At the Steel Curtain, right. SteelCurtainNetwork.com. Dave will have the entire 90-minute offseason. So the, the by number, runs. it will be by, by number. number. So, so you don't have to try to look up the name. It. You're like, wait, where's who's number sixty-two? That's a Waterboy reference, by the way. Um, and it'll be by the number, so you don't have to try to do it by the name. Yeah. And then there are duplicate numbers, like for instance, yes. is, is Anthony McFarland still twenty-six? Yeah, mm-hmm. he and so Juan. is Juan Alexander have the same and number. Akeem Butler is twenty-one, and that's is, Trey Norwood. Yeah, yeah something like it? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So yeah, I don't have that memorized yet. I'm still working on it. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll have that. That'll probably be the last article that runs before the open thread. So uh, when if you're wondering, like, okay, where is this? Israel should be right there. Should be right there. So all right, let's take a quick break. When we come back after this break, we have trivia. We're going to outline a little bit of our coverage on SteelCurtNetwork.com as well as right here on our podcast platform as well. So we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
All right, Steeler fans, welcome back, and I hope you all enjoyed that little preview. It's it's the preseason, so you're going to focus on the Steelers. You're not really working, worried about the other team just yet. These will change dramatically as we go throughout this process, but still I want to talk a little bit about what's coming up on our podcast side in terms of well, are, are we going to have a post game? Yes, Brian, go ahead and outline what fans should expect on the uh, podcast side, even in the preseason. Yes. Yeah, so what we are looking at after this game now, tomorrow night, you know, is usually when the homies are on YouTube. And so you will be, you will be seeing a, uh, the homies will be not live, but they will record after the game because the live, the live show will be the post game show with Jeff, Dave and myself. We will be there, and the uh, homies, you will get them on audio only this weekend only because it's the only Friday game. Big G and I were talking yesterday on the phone and trying to figure out uh, which way to go, and I'm like, good news, this is the only Friday game we've got to deal with on this. So, uh, But you will get them on audio only, so make sure you check that out. Will there be a Mike Tomlin press conference recap? I don't know because I don't know if he's doing if he does a post-game uh, recap, yeah. excuse me, a post-game press conference, because he did not do one every game last Sometimes time. he talks just as he comes off the field, but I don't know if it's as formal. It, it, they change it up so much. So, yeah, I don't know. That's a good, that's a good point, Brian. So, uh, so we, but if there is one, we will have one. So this is going to be, uh, this is going to be kind of business as usual. And we yeah. will be there after, uh, we will be there after the game, probably about 15, 20 minutes after the game, as we compose ourselves and, uh, you know, not really compose ourselves, just uh, each one of us are running around with like uh, with our hairs on, hair on fire because trying to get everything done. Jeff and Dave, even more on the editorial side, you know, going crazy and me trying to get the uh, the podcast stuff figured out. So with that being said, it's going to be we're back, baby. We're back. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you're going to see on the written side, steelcurtainnetwork.com, a lot of the, the articles and features that you've loved in the past will be there as well. My winners and lo- losers column, we'll have a game recap. Uh, the knee-jerk reactions from Big Bo Sco will be there. Uh, Dave will be handling any type of major injury news during the game. Uh, a lot of the basic stuff. It's not going to look too different, just going to be a different site. So check us out at steelcurtainnetwork.com. And also, I do want to plug fansforsports.com. So if you're a sports fan... Now, if you go to fansforsports.com, you are seeing actual content that lives there on the main page. It's not just a landing page like it was when we first launched. So go check it out. You'll see a lot of Coach Kevin Smith's content. Um, I have some articles that are out there. As we continue to add writers and add content, you'll see more and more uh, names underneath those bylines. So make sure you go check out fansforsports.com. So, all right, there you go. There's the plug. Um, Dave, anything to add to any of that? Sounds good to me. Not the best color man in the league for nothing, folks. All right. Brian, do you have trivia tonight? Wait, whoa, yes. whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 what? I know it's doing... the preseason. What, you want predictions? No. Well, no. another predict. Well, no. Well, we did pre- I we could do predictions. We don't oh, get over under for the preseason. Oh my gosh, it's so difficult because it's it's not so much like <laughs> all right, no. let's do this. It's okay. No. We don't have to, Jeff. No, we don't have to. No, are you don't keeping have to. score, Brian? This no. year again. Yeah, I am. I'm in definitely going to keep score, but for I'm the not, regular season. Yeah, I Okay. Wait, I could if you I didn't even to, expect I could highlight some of my numbers from this morning and you guys could give me over under with them. I could just pick a few of them if you oh, want to do that. I could I could 
I can rattle off over under numbers right now if you want. I can oh, do that's it fine. I mean, I'm just saying. Don't right. give us three, Jeff. Just just to get us back. This is our practice too. This is yeah. this is us getting ready for the regular season. I don't need to practice <laughs> over under. I suck at it. I'm terrible. So I mean, why do I need to? Practice? Didn't you win last year? Yeah, I think I did. He messed up so many times. That's been. Uh, yeah. We literally have. The, the uh, gaming commission was notified and we're looking. Yeah, at I went back and checked. No, I, I, I was the one, I actually went back and listened. You guys challenged. Because <laughs> I All right. Anyways, here we go. First one, Pittsburgh Steelers points scored over under 23 and a half. <laughs> you listened to my show this morning. Actually, I haven't yet. Oh. I have not yet. Cause I was traveling. I have. My, That's my, right. Yeah. My, you, you just got back. My wife is a very patient woman, but she won't let me listen to Steelers podcast in the car. So 23 and a half over under Steelers points. Dave, what do you got? Me? You know, you know what mine was for my show this morning? I haven't listened yet. So I don't know. 24. I wanted 24 <laughs> points. So at 23 and a half, You're I've got to go over. All right, Brian. Slightly under. I'm going to go under as well. Let's go Steelers interceptions. They scored 30 so, some their first week last year. Just so you know. I believe it. I believe it. Steelers interceptions. That's quarterbacks or any player, I guess, if they run a halfback pass or anything. Defensive a, interceptions. No, no, no. These are offensive turnovers. Okay. Throwing interceptions. Throwing interceptions. I have that line set at one and a half. Dave. Oh, I'm under there, baby. Brian. One. So under. I think it's under as well. Mason Rudolph, I mean, he is playing, so there's a good chance. All right, and let's go with defensive sacks. Defensive sacks, that's what Dave wants to talk about, right? He wants to see yep. pressure on the quarterback. I'm going to go with over under at three and a half. Dave, what do you think? <laughs> well, on my on my stat geek this morning, which <laughs> Captain Underpants already chimed in because uh, I talked about how Preseason records are basically the exact opposite of teams when it comes to teams making the playoffs or not. Um, you got to go back and check that I out. That was listen. his question. That was his question. I said I wanted to see at least three, and I was really ambitious saying I really wanted to see five, but that was tough. So I'm, I'm actually at three and a half. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go okay. over. What about you, Brian? Under. I'm thinking two. Over. They're going to go. Th- I bet they have five. Quincy Roche is going to have a two-star skipper preseason. Get ready for it. <laughs> I'm, right, I'm telling you. Yeah. Quincy Roche is yep. going to be two-star skipper 2.0, and everyone's going to freak out when he gets cut. Yeah. So, all right. There you go. That's like, good uh, enough. Yeah. I literally just did that off the top of my head, and I have yes, not you listened did. to your podcast yet. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Uh, do you both have trivia? I do. Yeah. All Mine's right, short, Brian. though, too. All right, Brian, go ahead. All right. Let's go back to 1994. The Pittsburgh Steelers were seeking a a high-profile wide receiver at the time. It was a a bigger name than than, uh, how good he was, but he was on a very good team. And everybody thought they were going to get this certain player. They did not. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers instead signed him to a free agent contract and regretted it like crazy. Who was that? Wait, what? When did you say this was? Ninety four. Nineteen ninety four. Gosh, that was in like my my fanhood's infancy. Um, I would have been fall of ninety four. I'd have been a junior in high school. So Tampa Bay. That 
That was slightly before everything with, yeah, that was about four years before all the stuff with Joey Galloway. I have um, no clue. There's some people in the live chat. I don't know if they're right or not. They are correct. It was Alvin there you Harper. Go. Alvin Harper. That's a name I haven't heard of for a long time. Jeez, he... what the hell? No, I'm not from Cleveland. Jeez. <laughs> I'm from Cleveland. No, I'm from Wheeling, West Virginia, which no. You're not, not even this, you're not even at that. Not even in Pennsylvania. State. <laughs> no. I used to tell when I was when I was teaching, I'd tell my students I was closer to Pittsburgh than you all are to Baltimore. So be quiet. You know what? I'm gonna pull something <laughs> up on the board just because I need sure. to be able to see this. Is that a I'm trying to see that uh that almost looked like a fan's first logo there, but I don't think, I don't it, think, is. It, I don't no. think it is. The All Browns right. do suck though. But uh, yeah, that's worth mm -hmm. it just to bring that up there. <laughs> I haven't brought anything up in the board, so you might want to take it away. I got there it. There we go. go. There you go. All right, good trivia. Never would have gotten that, by the way. Dave, what's your trivia? Go well, I could have done I could do so much more with my trivia right now if I wanted to, knowing that neither one of you listen to my show because Jeff said he didn't, and Brian, I, I it's just a safe assumption. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I'm not doing anything. Uh, you know. Bonbons and bonbons and Thursdays. No, Thursdays are busy days because we have this show tonight as well. So I, I, I get it. But one of the things I had another question that I answered briefly because the, it was it had to do with seven shots. They're like, okay, so the Steelers are going from the two yard line and they're they're trying to win seven shots. What's the conversion rate? They wanted to know both, and I did it separately. Two point conversions. From the two two yard line, what that conversion rate is versus when a team just has it at the two yard line going in, regardless of down. Then I even broke it down by the down for the season of of being at the two yard line going in. That just kind of got me thinking about two point conversions. What were the Steelers last year when it came to two point conversions? How many did they have, and how many did they convert? Did they have? Uh, I'm going to say they had three or four. I'll go with four conversions. Totally. And how many of them did they convert? Well, I know they got the one to DJ and against Cleveland because everyone's like, hey, he scored a touchdown. That doesn't mm -hmm. count. Um, I'm going to say three out of four. So you said they were three for four. Yeah. Brian. I'm going to say two for five. Two for five. The Steelers offense last year was three for three. Oh, three for three. Close. Two of them were T. Deontay Johnson. One of them was the George Pickens. Okay. So I let's see where where did they go? Oh, that's right. I I I, I got rid of it here real quick. Uh, but that it was it, it was very oh here we go. I can get there fast. That I'm trying to remember one was the Tampa game. No, not the Tampa game, sorry. One was the was the Colts game. That was the one to Pickens. Then the other ones, the two to Deontay Johnson came against the Patriots and against the Browns at the end of the season. How about on defense? How many two-point conversions did the Steelers face, and how many of them did they were converted against them? Hmm. I think maybe like one or two, and I don't think anyone converted. I'm going to go so two for – Go ahead, Brian. I'm gonna go two for uh, two for five. 
Yeah. You love two for five, don't you? Yeah. Okay. The Steelers only had to defend two two point conversions last year. They did nice. give up one and ah. they and they stopped one. So the one the one that they stopped was against the Buccaneers with just over four and a half minutes left in the game that would have tied the game. They stopped them for the two point conversion. Last play, Tom Brady ever ran against the Pittsburgh Steelers was a failed two point conversion after they scored a touchdown. And then the Steelers offense held the ball for the rest of the game. If you remember that one. Yeah. Um, the other one was actually in week one um, for the Bengals to, to, oh. to bring the game back to make it 17 to 14. They, they, it would have been 13, but if they kicked the extra point, they, they went for two, which they didn't really have, they, they didn't have a long snapper, um, got the two point conversion. The Steelers kicked the field goal to go up six. And then when they scored at the end, you thought, Oh no, one point down. And yeah. How about the year before Ben Roethlisberger's last year? How many two-point conversions do you think the Steelers went for in 2021 and how many they got? I'm going to say they went for it six times and they were successful twice. Two for six. Four of seven. Brian, you're killing me. Why did you deviate? I was setting you up for, oh, for five. Two for five. <laughs> I was right with the conversions. I got the conversions right. Yeah, they were. They were. They were two for five. Um, they were. If, if you look at them, it was they were unsuccessful. Um, like in the Vikings game, they they were they were unsuccessful early in the fourth quarter. Then they were successful late in the fourth quarter. So if they had just kicked both extra points, it would have been the same thing. If you remember that crazy game, remember they converted one to Pat Frermuth inside a two. Okay, did, did I say it right? Because Jim Wexler told us how we had to say it right on his show this week. Pat Freyer, Fryer, it's not Muth. It's Muth. 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 Yeah. You know, like like more like the Greek letter. Um, so when you're so, at Acrisure Stadium, you have to yell Muth. Muth. I always thought it was Muth. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but remember they converted that two point conversion to, 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 to Patty F and that's why then when, when the, when the rat scored, they had the option to, you know, that made it to where it was a seven point game. If they don't convert that when, when they score that touchdown, or if they just want to kick the extra point that they score that touchdown, an extra point wins the game. They, that's the one that the Ravens went for two and, and TJ and, and TJ, um, caused the pass to go uh, too far, but they um, they also went for it um, twice in in the game against Cleveland on Halloween, and they failed on the times. Hmm. That well, remember why did they go for it twice? Because uh, <laughs> Boswell got hurt. Because Boswell got hurt. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. So. Yeah, so All just right. thought I'd just a little yeah, scroll down memory stuff. lane with, with the two-point conversion since I was looking it up. All right, well, let's do some final thoughts. Brian, we'll let you go first. You know what? I don't think preseason football is unwatchable. I, I think if you're watching for a certain thing, then you will be pretty happy. Uh, now, back in the past, it was you know tough for me to watch the, you know, three and four, those those quarters. It is tough to watch, though, when you have another announcing team, I that's what I hate about preseason. I uh, because you will be missing, especially NFL Network, you will be missing some plays because somebody is uh, 
somebody is interviewing a person wearing a hoodie and a bucket hat, unless you're on the Denver Broncos and you have bucket hats banned by Sean Payton. This As year. you call them Gilligan hats, Gilligan hats. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's one of those things. I really enjoy these because talked early about how the cake is made, how the soup is made. You know, it, it's really neat to see how this all sets up. And this is the culmination of everything that we've been talking about for pretty much seven months, whether it was free agency, whether it was the draft, whether it was picking up, uh, uh, whether it was a trade or picking up uh, Quan Alexander in free agency. So, I mean, whether, whether it was something like that, we've been watching all along and now here it is. So it's here. Football is back. You, you might be saying, uh-uh, it's, it's not real football. Yeah, it's real football, especially to these guys out there playing. It was real football last year when Kenny Pickett hit Tyler Vaughn's to uh, end that game at Acrisure. I tell you what, probably I've been watching preseason football for 45 years, and that was probably my favorite game ever and probably the most memorable game, maybe because it was Penny, Kenny Pickett. And not very often as a preseason game, one with a touchdown in the last seconds. So it could be exciting. Yeah. Dave, final thoughts. Every time you say you had to bring it back, you had to bring back Tyler Vaughn's because every time you say that name, the same phrase pops into my head. <laughs> I go, oh, I go, uh, Billy Madison. Oh, Veronica Vaughn. So hot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think of Major League with Wild Thing Vaughn. Oh, Ricky gotcha. Yeah. Forget uh, about the curveball, Ricky. Give him the heater. <laughs> You may be a good pitcher, but you aren't much of a dresser. We wear caps and sleeves here, son. <laughs> we can go on and on and on. Yeah. You know, Lou Brown was only 49 in that movie. I Shut mean, up. Are you actor, serious? Yeah, he was only 49. Starting <laughs> to come together, 70. Pepper. They're starting to come together. <laughs> and I know what some people would say. Oh, this is this what we get in the preseason for the, for the preview. <laughs> now, I, I, I will say this. Because some, you know, because Brian was probably referring to the comment in there about how some someone said that preseason football is unwatchable. I will tell you this: preseason football of a team you don't follow, I can agree with that. Yeah, for sure. I have no reason to turn on a preseason game right now, other than to make sure that my NFL Plus is working for tomorrow night. Um, which I did look up the schedule, and some people were saying, "Oh, the Steelers are on." According to NFL Network. Their their schedule was that they're going to have Green Bay and 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 uh, Cincinnati, but the Steelers replay is at seven a.m. on 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 Saturday morning. Just want to know. So set your DVRs, or you can get your free seven day trial of NFL Plus just for this week. But to me, if it's a team that you're following intently and you know the names of these players the whole way down the roster. This is exciting football. I could even say the sacrilege that I would much rather watch a, a Steelers preseason game than any college football game. But that's just me because of how closely I follow this team. So I want to see the Steelers come out and give a good showing. The Steelers did this last year as well. They had a great showing in week one of the preseason and then kind of fell off. Even though they won both games, didn't have the same thing for the next two weeks. So I want the Steelers to come out and give us that big start. 
But I also want to realize that this is a marathon and not a sprint. And yeah, we'll come back and we'll talk about this game and we'll break it down. But really, it's all about building on the next one and the next one to get to the game that if you guys obviously didn't hear this on my show this morning, I'm plugging it again. We are exactly one month away from the Steelers week one game. It is on September 10th. Today is August 10th. Then the real deal is going to be starting. There's one month to prepare. It starts tomorrow night. Go Steelers. There you go. Brick by brick. Wilson Pavagas is 499. Said, what non-starter autograph would y'all try to get? Who's our next Mike Hilton S surprise star? Can't wait to spend another season with all of y'all. So Wilson's going to be there. That's probably why he's asking. So who would be that guy? Non-starter autograph. Brian, who do you have? Well, I wasn't ready for this. Um, I'm going to say Shandon Sullivan. Okay. Or Shandon. I'm sorry, Shandon. Um, I'm going to break it into two categories. I'm going to give a Dave answer. And I'm going to say somebody new to the Steelers this year. I'll go um, um, Braden Fajoko or Brendan Fajoko. I can't always mix up his name. That would be a good non-starter. But to me, if you want someone who's been with the Steelers for a while, because you you feel familiar with them, go James Pierre. Okay. Uh, non-starter. Well, obviously any rookie. I mean, if you see a rookie yeah. and he's Broderick Jones, like get Broderick Jones autograph. If you see him, I'm Joey Porter Jr. If he's over by there and he, uh, you think you he gotta, might be a starter? No, you gotta be careful because when we were at family fest, which was a, basically a training camp practice at Heinz field at yeah. the time, when Violet was a kid, you know, who, who was right there and people were, Oh, he almost got an autograph for was one Colin Holba. <laughs> Oh yeah! Well, my so gosh! Be careful saying any rookie. <laughs> that just shows why you should get it because Colin Hall yeah. is a freaking legend. Yes. All right, he's the greatest six-round pick in Steelers history. Take that to my grave. Yeah. All right, good show, everyone. And if people believe that, please understand yeah, that's deadpan not, sarcasm. Dead not Greg sarcasm. Lloyd, not Antonio Brown. No, Colin Hall. Yeah. from Louisville. Colin Hull, the long snapper. Look him up. He's a legend. All right, Dave. Why retired. Don't you send this- yeah. Retired. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you send us out like we always do? Hey. Hey, we'll see you after the game on Friday. Take it easy. Everybody else gets a little tight.